Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree and a guy who knows how to work a DVD player talk to you about movies. This time, we don't need DVD players or streaming services because we decide the best time to join in on a series is to do it with the fifth movie in The Forever Purge. <laughs> that review coming up now on this episode of Brownie Points. Alright, everybody, here we are for our second review. There's the Gatorade this time, not the beer pop. <laughs> I'm out of beer, actually. I am popping my second soda. It's nothing's better than a Dr. Pepper, at least for me. Hey, you know when you have diarrhea, you're not supposed to have caffeine. Makes your butthole hey. quiver. Hey, you know, that was three days ago and i'm feeling much better thank you for asking and <laughs> i want to know how's your anus it is it is i perfectly, don't care it is perfectly healthy now for those who do care i came to you all last week one day removed from having serious food poisoning so <laughs> did you decide it was food poisoning oh it totally was the fact it that was? i was over okay. the fact that i was over it in less than 48 hours but the immediate 24 hours were some of the worst 24 hours of my life yeah it was I, it was food poisoning and i'm not gonna okay. eat at that i'm not gonna eat pizza from where i got that pizza ever again where where'd you get it <laughs> i'm not i've told you five times i'm not saying their name on mic <laughs> in our in our in our hometown what where is it it was oh that would spoil where it was too um did you work eh. at it uh possibly yes <laughs> oh you did yeah so <laughs> def definitely not eating it's definitely gotten worse since i worked there because i never got sick when i ate there when i worked there um <laughs> but anyway i've um, been like my only friend in high school that worked at a restaurant i can't believe you never gave me free food i was dude it was a pain in the butt for me to get free food i trust me it was hard enough um but anyway our movie the second movie we're talking about this week, The Forever Purge. It is the fifth movie in the Purge franchise. Um, and it is a direct sequel to the third one, Purge Election Year, because the first Purge, obviously a prequel. This one comes to us from director uh, Everardo uh, Valiero Gout. I hope that's how you say your name, Mr. Gout. Sorry if it's not. Uh, and it's written by longtime writer of the franchise, James uh, DeMonico, uh, based on his own characters from the first film. Uh, I don't know why they have to do that when it's the same writer, but they do. Um, <laughs> the film stars Ana de la Reguera. I, I know I didn't say that right for Army of the Dead. Still can't say it right now. Um, <laughs> it also stars uh, Tenoch uh, Huitera. Sorry, again. <laughs> it also has uh, Josh Lucas. Cassidy Friedman, and Levin uh, Rambin, and Alejandro Eda, and also Will Patton for a little bit until uh, his character meets his own fate. Um, <laughs> and I also wanted to throw it out there, uh, the two big producers behind this movie were 
Jason Bloom and Michael Bay teaming up together. Funny enough. Uh, I just, I remember when the movie started and I saw Platinum Dunes and I was just like, wait, isn't that Michael Bay's company? And yeah, lo and behold, Michael Bay technically has produced all these movies. And I definitely forgot that. I don't um, like, I, I, I've come to realize I don't like the Bloomhouse logo thing. Oh, really? Why don't you the, like yeah, it? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like the creepy girl and then like the thing, the chair floating. I don't really like that. Makes me is uncomfortable. It, is it just too much of it, these horror it, things altogether? It's, it, it, it's a spooky. Is, is, is too spooky for you? It's spooky. It makes me a spoopy, or, or wait, it makes me as poopy in my pants. Is, is too spooky for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I drive home screaming like, ah, they're going to get me. That's pretty funny. Usually when I see Bloomhouse, it's just like the BH in the corner and the light flickers. It's actually kind of rare when we get the whole walkthrough like we did in this one. So I thought that was kind of funny. But um, anyway, it, those, are the, stop. <laughs> those are the creatives behind uh, this movie and the stars. You picked this, Nick. So per usual, I will throw it over to you for your hot take, especially because I'll just go ahead and spoil it. You haven't seen any of the Purge anythings before this movie. So <laughs> what was this like for you with None. completely blind eyes? I was wanting to see it because we were watching a kid's movie. I was like, you know what the best thing to pair with a kid's movie is? Mass murder movies. Um, I have no experience with The Purge. Kind of. So The Purge is a movie series that, while I haven't seen anything, I'm not a total novice to it. Uh, I've seen a lot of spoiler-heavy reviews, discussions, and content on the movie. So, while I haven't seen the movie, I know a decent enough about the premise and what goes on in it that I'm not totally blind. So, going into the movie, I kind of understood a few things. Um, I understood that the new founding fathers created the purge. I understood that certain government officials were um, immune. I understood it only lasted 12 hours. Things like that. Kind of like the basic just general knowledge I kind of got. Like specifics I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, but so going into this movie, uh, I I didn't really have high or low expectations. I kind of just had like, I'm just going to see something. It got kind of weirdly intense at times. Like there were times where I actually was kind of like, Oh man, like it got my adrenaline going. Um, and I, the other thing I will say too, they, from what I heard about the first one, I feel like they learned, they've learned a lot of, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to miss on opportunities. Um, I, I will go out there and say, I just find it so funny. And this was like, yeah, but what if like, what if the purge never ended? And I was like, that's just like Iraq. Like, I don't know what you're trying, like just film a documentary there and be like, yeah, there's just stuff blowing up all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. People calm down. Um, it's a, it's a place that's been at war <laughs> for a very long time. Um, yes, <laughs> but, um, there's obvious political undertones. I will say that um, before we really get into it, um, it's going to be hard. Like we normally try and stay away from political undertones. It's kind of hard with this movie. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of a big, big part of this movie. Like a main yeah. crux of this movie is politics. <laughs> yeah. 
so just be if you're gonna listen to all this just be ready we're probably gonna dive into some politics but there is a very obvious political undertone but like i had a good enough time um and on our rating scale one of the, the worst thing we can see is a, a cookie second lowest rating is a single brownie worst rating is a half pan second highest rating is a sing is a full pan and then the best thing we can see is so good it's a full pan of brownies with sprinkles fix and icing and all the fixings i guess it's a half pan i thought it was all right um maybe if i'd seen other movies it might be lower but um i i give it a half pan i think it's okay i think it's fun enough it's all right. I, I, I'm not going to like go up to them and be like ring endorsement. You've got to make sure you see this movie, but I'm not going to tell people to like run away from it either. Okay. I, okay. My experience with the purge movies, I've seen the first two purge and purge anarchy. I thought, I thought purge one was kind of a wasted opportunity because it had this really interesting, premise and outside world happening but it's a home invasion movie at the end of the day and i thought that was kind of a whiffed opportunity um the second one it finally got to go out into the world and i thought it was actually kind of thrilling and pretty exciting and i like that it had like a little bit of like politics in the background of it too like to the best i remember it it's been a while since i've seen it but i, I did really like anarchy i thought it was a pretty good movie missed election year missed the first purge didn't even watch the tv show on usa um so, um, I do, I do kind of wish I saw election year before this, but I, them's the breaks. Um, I don't know this one though. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I would change with this is like, make it more satirical, like have it just take itself a little less seriously. Cause I, that was something I was actually surprised with is how serious the movie took itself. That was surprising. If, if its tone was it, just a do little... The, do the other ones take themselves... Th that you've seen take themselves this seriously? Um, the first one does because it's trying to be, like, an outright, like, horror film. And the politics really aren't that involved with it. It, like, it just is a heartbreaking movie. That was something really strange about this movie. Sorry to interrupt. Was that at the beginning they try and play it up like a horror movie. And then they just make it, like, a survival action drama. Like, yeah. the scene in the barn where, like, the horse runs by, I'm like, why do you have a jump scare right now? Like, this is not, like, I was under the impression this is, like, surviving, like, a riot that, like, encompasses the nation. Yeah. Not a horror movie. Oh, no, these did start out as horror movies, for sure. Okay. These These definitely did. Like, and I kept getting that vibe that, like, this is just an obligation to like justify bringing the purge back into like universal's Halloween horror nights. Like it just, I don't know, nothing really, I couldn't buy any of the politics or the drama of this, like with any serious whatsoever. Like I regardless That's surprising of, with how well thought out the politics were. Well, <laughs> I, I agree with a majority of the, I mean, just a personally, like, I don't have an issue with some of the ideology that it has in this because dance I mean, pro murder. Like, okay. The, it's basically like if the proud boys ended up taking over the country and it broke out into a nationwide riot, like, and it's, it's got the allegory of just like, Oh, see what if you're the Mexicans and then you want to leave your violent country? Like, Regardless of my stance on the politics like that, this movie's did you, not. Did you did you like that the one guy 
at the beginning that's like the ranch owner is the guy from Remember the Titans. Oh, Will Puller. <laughs> yeah. I don't want or, them to purge another yard. Yeah, yeah, or Will Patton. Sorry, I said his name wrong. But yeah, um, but I, I don't know. This movie is just too. Just this movie's tone and like its self righteousness just rang so hollow to me. And like, there's no person on earth who's gonna be politically awoken by this movie because at the end of the day, this <laughs> and is if just, they are, that is terrifying. This is just this is just a movie that thinks the purge. it's smart. Seeing the pur- the forever purge changed my life. Okay, put them on a list, dude. This is just a movie that thinks it's way smarter than it is, and like, I mean, again, like you can read into the politics if you really want to, but it's not really worth the effort to do that. And I, it's just an excuse to murder people. That's what all it's trying to do at the end of the day. It's just pretending it's smarter than it is, and I didn't find it that enjoyable. Like the action's okay. Like I'll give it that. The action's not yeah. bad, but I just. I don't know. I just didn't really have fun with it. It was just a dreary, it was just a dreary, loud hour and a half, and I was happy when it was over, and I I don't care if they make any more of these. Like, I was talking to my girlfriend about it. She enjoyed it, but, and it, it makes sense. Like, narratively, it makes sense that, like, every single film, like, you want to expound upon the background a little more. Like who the, the 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 new founding fathers are, and like the ripple effect of like how it brings an uprising out of people, kind of like how certain presidents bring uprisings out of other people in the real world. I get that. I get what you're trying to do with the real world. I get On where certain it's, buildings. I get what it's trying to do. I get where it thinks it's being really smart instead of just exploiting real tragedy. I get that. It's still just doing that at the end of the day to make a profit, and it just. It didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. I'm not trying to be like that mean to this, but at the same time, I just, I don't know. This movie was bad. I thought, I, I, I really hope this kind of just comes and goes. And then they just like, I don't know. They pretend to murder people at Halloween Horror Nights. Like they did the last time (laughs) I was there because there was a purge section and all that. But like, I don't know. On our rating scale, it's a single brownie for me. Um, one thing I just have to ask right off the bat, like, since we're now going into spoiler section. I, say, I actually have a specific scene I want to ask you about or discuss uh, with you. Okay. My the, my question is just kind of a bigger topic. Like, I think we can get through this real quick, too. Like, does it bother you at all that through all these movies, and I feel like this isn't, I feel like I can speak about half of the two movies I haven't seen either because of this. Does it bother you that at no point during these movies, again, haven't seen the third or the fourth one, but the, the whole thing that they do with all crime being legal is just murder people? There's no other crime that no one wants yeah. to commit, like cyber fraud or robbing a bank or stealing or cars. Is there nothing people want to do with The Purge other than just murder people? That really bothers me. Maybe it's to say something about, like, all these people that would do, like, petty crimes get pent up so much that they're like, I have to just, like, super let out crime. And then they're just like, I have to kill. But, like, I don't know. Like, that is something that, like, I found strange is that they're always centered around murder and just, like, basically rioting. People can't um, purge their feelings another way. It's just, it's automatically purging your urge to kill people. Like, that's something that's yeah. bothered me in all of them. Like, where's where's the guy that purges by, like, double parking? Where's the guy that purges by robbing the Dairy Queen's I, uh, I, uh, Sunday machine? Like, where's, I don't know. Where's, it's, where's the guy that his purge is just, like, taking large government bribes? 
and like they're like we need you to <laughs> we need you to like get all these documents passed and he's like okay this is gonna be five thousand dollars document and it just like racks up thousands of dollars Where's the guy that robs Las Vegas? Where's the guy that literally crashes Wall Street? He's in another movie called Army of the Dead. Where's the guy that hacks the nuclear computers and threatens to launch a nuke unless someone pays him before the end of the purge? Like He's in a movie called War Games. <laughs> with Matthew Broderick. See? Every better idea for the purge is already a better movie. <laughs> yeah. I've, got a, I've actually got a specific scene. I don't know if question is the right... Like, I just want to discuss it because it's... yeah. I thought it was interesting that it happened, and then I found it interesting and strange that they don't do anything with it past it. The scene in the truck where they pass the motorcycle gang at night, and they, like, ride up, and they're, like, going to attack the truck. And then the one lady, like, when they went to the gas station, took, like, the flag or the banner that said, like, the forever purge. Yay, whoop de freaking do Yeah, they're like, oh, they're one of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're one of us. Let them be. And they drive off. I found it interesting. Like, I, th- when that scene happened, I was like, okay, that is to introduce them using this to get pa- get past and get by in a much more intense and important scene. And then they never do it again. Or <laughs> it's to establish they have that flag because they also talk in the radio transmission how they're like, if you're seen with this, it's martial law. You'll be shot and killed. So I was like, okay. What's going to happen now that we've established they have this flag and they've waved it in front of people before to to try and say that they were this, but really it was just so they could get away with Scott Free. And then they don't do anything with it at all. Like, that that scene could have been a deleted scene because it like it feels like they're like, this is a this is a story arc or like story thing to happen and it'll pay off in the end. And then they just never had it pay off in the end. So like, oh, we could just cut this scene. Yeah, it didn't end up becoming, like, Chekhov's flag, and it was just a one-off, like, extra little scare before they got to El Paso, and then when they yeah. got to El Paso, all hell broke loose anyway, so yeah, it didn't matter that they had the flag yeah, to begin like, with. it was <laughs> like, why introduce this to just not do anything with it? It was just a, it was like an ex machina to get them out of just one extra thing of trouble because they can't go five minutes in this movie without somebody trying to kill them. Which Yeah, and, and to get out of that trouble, there's no like ramifications or impact on the story, so it doesn't even need to be in there. Yeah. Like, no one gets wounded, no one dies, no one gets kidnapped, no one's ideology changes, no one, ha- no one has like a different way of thinking about their way through the situation. It's just like, yeah, now we're in El Paso, just okay. Yeah, that actually kind of, I kind of want to segue that into something I do kind of want to compliment with this movie. Like, I was saying I get how we got to this point. I actually do kind of want to compliment it because we were poo-pooing it walking into it just like, the Forever Purge is just endless crime. That's just Chicago. Like, not going to lie, like, this wasn't exactly a bad way to take this movie. Like making it an outright uprising of, again, basically this is the Proud Boys if they took over America. This logically kind of does make sense after so many purges and some people not feeling like the purge in one day was doing enough. Narratively, it's not a bad premise. I can't lie. It's not a bad premise. Well, I also get why they would rise up against, like, their uh, captor. I don't know what the right word is. Like, I get The why government oppressors, up. man. Well, like... <laughs> What I'm saying is, like, they specifically say government officials that are, like, rank 10 or something, they're, like, or up, they're off limits. I'm, like, 
Yeah, like five-star generals, the president, That's, the vice president, yeah. You started off with all crime, including murder, is legal for the next 12 hours, and then here's parameters. That like, has that, been... That, that's been since the first movie, though. I know. I'm just saying, like, that's weird to me. Like, I get why it's like, well, they're not really letting us do whatever we want, because what if someone wants to get rid of a level 10 government official? Like, yeah. I get it. I, I get why you're like, you're not truly letting us purge, so why don't we just do whatever we want? Because we have the power, because we have the weapons. And I, okay, I've got something I want to point out. Yeah. I think I pointed it out to you before you saw the movie, but I can't remember. But if I didn't, I kind of think this is going to make you laugh. Uh, there's a huge flaw in this movie from, like, the moment this happens. Uh, which I can't remember. So, by the way, we're in spoiler territory. I can't remember if we said that. Um, but, <laughs> uh, so, uh, remember the Titans guy dies. And they're like, oh my god, we've got to get going. So why do they have to get going? Why don't they just hunker down in the house that is still working as, like, a freaking Fort Knox? Why don't you hunker down there? It still works. They just killed the guy. Like, that's all they did. They didn't destroy the house. Well, it was the start of a whole uprising. This wasn't. They could tell that this wasn't just an isolated thing. Yeah, but like, it's an impenetrable bunker. Well, still, like, it's, well, one, the movie's not as interesting if they don't hit the road, but then two, like... I know, I'm just saying, logically thinking, I would probably be like, let's just go in, like, the Fort Knox that's here and just wait it out. We still got food. Well, for how long, though, and, like, is it really that much safer? Like, I I don't know. There's, there, I I get where you're saying, though. Like, I'm killing you, I also love how the cops in this movie absolutely cannot respond to crime. They're like, oh my god, there's a riot, what do we do? Drive into it? Like, go around? (laughs) <laughs> even in el paso yeah like it's dude I mean, at the same time though like when it's a literal complete town uprising like this isn't no one's got a police force like new york city where it's like a mini army like they get they'll get overrun at some point if literally the entire town is going like to crap like this was what fort worth when we started and then they drove to el paso something like that something like that yeah i think it, i thought it was fort worth when we started the movie but um, but no, oh, I had a, I had a thought at the start, um, that you've got me I will, I, I will say remember. the, the one guy, like, the one, like, purge movement group that was like, saying, like, pur- was it purge and purify or something like that? I remember yeah. some movie, a couple movies ago in this series that some, like, religion, it might have been purge election year, uh, but, like, they're, like, pur- like, they go to, like, this, like, borderline, like, religious cult thing and this guy just starts going like purge and purify and like the congregation starts saying it then i love that like the rednecks adopted that it's just like yeah that's just like what we say when we just want to kill a bunch of people we don't like oh you just remembered yeah there was um i think it was an anarchy they actually had a little bit of a 99 percenters undertone more in that one because i remember there was a bunch of quote-unquote rich white people that like basically said what you said just like oh well this is the time where like the underneath people the 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 less haves or the have one percent the have-nots kind of take care of themselves and we're safe and protected here and like we pay people to like make sure we're protected like there was a whole 99 and one percenters thing going on in the second one so like 
I, I assume they all have some different kind of political undertone to it. Like, again, I've, it's been like eight years since I've seen Anarchy and I haven't seen Election Year, but I they, it's not that the politics are absent from these, but like, no, they definitely stopped being like a horror movie after the first one. <laughs> what, what did you like less? Because I actually, I kept thinking of The Hunt during this movie and the hunt i dislike the hunt more <laughs> well i'm not asking movie wise so this movie has a lot of stereotype people in it and the hunt had a lot of stereotypes in it what did you like less like what did you think was the more egregious stereotype uh the hunt because it was trying to be a wink wink satire and it was worse at it than this trying like, to be just a straightforward movie what, what was funny was when they were in that police truck and it got hit by the RPG, and then there was that, like, Nazi guy that was like, oh, listen to the symphony of gun sounds. Oh, like, my God. I thought you were going to get guy, a kick out of that guy. <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, dude, that guy sounds like he was from the hunt, and they just cut him because they didn't want a literal Nazi in the movie. I mean, I I don't know if I actually, like, di- answered your question, like, directly or well enough, but, like, I... I honestly have started to forget a lot of the... Pat Maroon has won the Stanley Cup three years in a row. It is breaking news. Congratulations to Pat Maroon. Yay. Congrats. (laughs) Uh, But no, I I don't know if I answered your question, like, well enough. But I... Yeah. I don't know. I've started started really to forget the hunt because it's been, like, a year and five months since we've seen it. um, And I hated it. And the world (laughs) ended after we saw it. Um... Yeah, I just, like, I, 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 I found this movie to, like, The Hunt was like, here's stereotypes that we want you to laugh at. And this movie was like, here's stereotypes we want you to take seriously as characters. Yeah, I, that's still part, like, that's part of the bigger thing I have an issue with this movie. Just this movie is, it's just all surface level, it's just all surface level, like, talking points written better than it should be really like it is i i have complimented the, the writing a little bit but like i don't want to oversell it but because it's just all using hot buttons to just make a murder movie like tone down the political message or make this at least funny like there i've seen movies with political undertones like the toxic avenger that movie's back crazy and but it's bastards yeah if you're going to be a political movie, either be wicked smart or be entertaining. And this wasn't stay, either of them. Stay, stay wicked far apart. I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really, I'm almost at a loss like we were with Luca. Like, Dude, no one, no one is going to blame you for not thinking this movie is smart enough and really f- having a hard time to find anything to discuss with it. It's pretty surface level. It's really just good action scenes. And then they're like, well, what if we make it? What yeah, it's not, it's not bad some action. Sort of deeper meaning. Like, I I think it's good action. I think the um. I think that the, uh, scene where they're trying like the truck breaks down, and then they're trying to sneak to like a safe place to cross the border. I thought was pretty intense. Um, I oh dude, that's that single t- that that single fake. shot. Yeah, at night. Yeah, I mean, it, you could clearly tell where cuts were, but yeah, that yeah. that sequence was directed pretty damn well. Not gonna yeah. lie, that was that was probably the best part of the movie. Um, I I thought the ending of them killing the villain was absolutely hilarious at how easy he was to defeat. I actually hit my girlfriend in the elbow, and I was like, 
why the hell are they still carrying the lassos? When is this going to become Chekhov's lasso? <laughs> Dan sitting there and he's like, somebody better tie someone up so I get a really awkward boner now. Oh, dude, holy crap. We cannot ignore. I'm so glad I remembered this. We cannot ignore when um, the guy who was on TV foreshadowing so, God, so obviously that, like, the purge is going to divide America. When we saw him at the end of the movie with the bow and arrow, one of the guys he hit, literally, I don't even think there was room tone in the background when he hit the guy. And it was the loudest and most, like, pre-canned, like, reused Wilhelm scream. Sunk! Oh, yeah, the Wilhelm scream shows up in this. I forgot about that. It didn't even sound like there was any other noise, like, in the background. It sounded like they literally, like... Dropped all the sound to have only the Wilhelm scream. And it was, like, the most reused one you could have picked, and it was so distracting. I've heard it in Star Wars 17 times. Dude, I laughed so hard when that happened. That was great. Just, oh! I, I wish I could do that sound myself, but I just, I wish I could have taken notes in the theaters because I would have wrote that in all capital letters. Well, home scream. <laughs> it's like, it's 2021, guys. Just have someone ADR a real scream. <laughs> Sorry, I'm texting a friend that's a Lightning fan because uh, I told him how much he'd like Pat Maroon, and I was like, Pat Maroon is how you win championships. You'll get him next year, too, because uh, they signed him to a two-year deal last offseason. I was like, so you'll get, you'll get the cup again. Oh, I was I was gonna say, did you actually take notes in the movie theater? <laughs> no. Dude, did you? Oh, I I could have, I could have, because uh, the people sitting next to me in my audience uh, were on. Like, it wasn't obnoxious. They were far enough away from me, and they didn't actually turn their phones toward me. Like, other than like one time where it like slipped in their hand, and I was like, oh, they're on their phone. They were on their phone quite a bit, so I could have taken notes and got away with it. But, I was gonna, I was gonna, I meant to ask if you had any interesting theater stories with this movie. Now, other th- other than like this was the night before Kelsey's uh, vertigo issue, um, not really. Um, I I decided pretty last minute to go um, because I was like I was on the fence. I was like I don't know if I'm gonna go tonight or if I'm gonna go tomorrow. And then I was like, you know what? If I go tomorrow, it's gonna be at like I have to go at like uh, seven fifteen, or I can go at eight o'clock tonight. I'll go to eight- I'll go at eight o'clock tonight. Yeah, I remember you just kind of texting me at, like, 6, like, no, I'm seeing The Purge today. And I just text back, wow, you're seeing both movies before Friday. <laughs> Versus me, where I try to see the movies, like, th- over the weekend when uh, we're going to tape them the, the next Wednesday. Uh, but no, the uh, I didn't have any interesting theater stories at mine. Like, my, or no, yeah, I did. Thank you for reminding me. Um they never reached back out to me, by the way. Um, oh my god, yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, the 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 theater that I went to, um, that I thank God don't have to go to again after two weeks. Um, the in the row that my girlfriend and I wanted to sit in, uh, there was literally a pile of I think peach or orange skin, just I in the it cup was holder. Nachos when you sent me the picture. No, it was it was fruit. I saw it up close. It was it was fruit. It was like a peach or an orange or something. But yeah, just a pile of fruit skin in the cup holder, by the seat that I wanted to sit in. So we just went one one row back. It wasn't that full, but because they uh, don't they and were, did you see it when they were playing the ad about how they clean up after every show and how they're taking extra steps to sanitize? Oh, dude, even better. There was another row 
where instead of cleaning up the spill, they literally just put up one of those sandwich signs with the, the slippery uh, guy on it. Even though it wasn't slippery, it was just sticky as hell. Hmm. So, like, I God, I don't know. I, I can't wait to not go to this theater anymore, honestly. They are back to open every day. Like, they started doing that uh, before Memorial Day. But, God, even still, I can't wait to go to the theater. Um, I can't wait to go to the one that we saw, Kong vs. Godzilla, and... Um, well, I saw Corella by myself. What if? Oh my God, Fast Nine. That's what we saw together up there. Was that the one that you saw uh, this at? Yeah, I saw it at that theater, but I didn't see that see it in that theater room. Well, yeah, no, not the. I I, I didn't mean to imply the IMAX. Um, yeah, or I, I don't know if the Purge had any special screenings whatsoever. I don't think it was even. I in think Dolby. I think maybe a Dolby room. I can't remember if I saw it in a Dolby room or not, but. Gotcha. Um. But yeah, I've just um, I'm trying to think of much more to really talk about with this movie. Um, what do you? Okay, here's this. I'm not assuming they will do a sequel directly to this one because literally all of them have been like an anthology. They've never followed the same family in each one of them. If they took this narrative though, and they set a sequel in, okay, we've taken care of everything and they open the borders back up but then of course the uprising happens again because of course it does like do you think that'd be an interesting way to take the sequel i think that's the only way they can if they're going to do a sequel that like goes after this movie i think that's the only way you can okay yeah because is, is, is this going to yeah. have ramifications on the world type thing i think that's the only thing you can do unless they decided to do like the international purge where other countries think for some reason this was a good idea and then decide to do it themselves. And then obviously chaos ensues, but Canada, Canada starts stabbing people. <laughs> oh, sorry. Eh? I, yeah. Cause really, I don't really know what they could do with the secret. They, they literally had America take it over by the proud boys. I mean, you kind of, there's not real, really a way that you can reset it and go back to like the small scale purge. Like all the other movies were like, <laughs> I mean, this movie even started with the actual purge as like the first act, and it was over in the first fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, and there's like, there's like, they only show like one thing to be like, oh, they're creepy. Yeah, and honestly, like again, that was honestly kind of cool. Like you have the purge in the first fifteen minutes, and then oh no, but here's where the poo really hits the fan. Like again, it's not terrible writing. It's way better writing than this movie deserves. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I um. I don't know, does, does honestly anything else really stand out to you about this? I, I feel bad that it's kind of, I'm at a loss of words, really, with either of the movies we talked about, this or Luke. <laughs> there's just really no, not that I, much to, there's not that much to chew on with these. No, I, I don't feel bad about it at all. Um, <laughs> just, Do you have, ni uh, sorry, what were you saying? No, it's just, I mean... I, like I don't I don't really know where to go with it like it, it it is what it is it's a pretty surface it's a surface value movie that uh they don't really go as they they think let's try and go deep and they don't really yeah I, I don't even think they think about it like I think they just like I said they they take hot button things and just wrap it in barely an aluminum foil thick story like excuse for a story and it's all about the set pieces like 
I don't know. That's what I was trying to tell my girlfriend was just because you say things that are political doesn't mean that, like, you actually mean it or, like, try to actually, like, do anything with it. It's just window dressing to just murder. That's all this movie is at the end of the day for me, at least. And I just yeah. don't find that entertaining. Yeah. Did you have a Nicolas Cage casting in mind? <sighs> the guy that gets the, the father of the family. Hmm. I... I'm not going to lie. I don't really pick main characters that often, but if he replaced Josh Lucas, that would have been kind of interesting. Like the, I don't the know who that is, but okay. Josh Lucas, the guy that we tried to slide into his DMs after uh, Poseidon. Literally the main white guy in this movie. Oh, okay. You don't remember Poseidon at all? I remember Poseidon. Do you remember Poseidon? Bitch. <laughs> Dude, we tried... Never mind. I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't air we should okay we shouldn't air exactly air that on air even though we probably did last year um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no the uh honestly if he was like the nicholas cage would have been kind of interesting in the lead role because the dude is like he's that low-key kind of racist that like is and like yeah his, dude, his explanation's really weird he's like i don't hate you i just think that you should just, you know, like, stay with Mexicans. I'm like, that, what? That's so strange. That's not, it was one of those moments where it's like, I get it for the character, like, and that's not him, but, like, that kind of racism, I was just like, if I were him, I would have looked at him and just been like, you know that's still hella racist, right? Like, <laughs> no, we're still not, most people are still not cool with that. Yeah, try a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that's not like Nazi flag level racist, but like, that's still racist. <laughs> but, oh my God. Like, I don't know. I think it would have been interesting to Nick to see Nick Cage kind of chew on that role a little bit. Because uh, really, I, I couldn't even think of like a secondary character that would have been good for him, except, I don't know, maybe the, the, the last group leader that like had his girlfriend killed. Like, maybe he would have been interesting in that role. But, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I really don't know what else to talk about with this movie. <laughs> you have anything else? Nah, I'm pretty tapped out. Okay, word. Well, then, rather than beat this franchise to death like Universal's already doing for us, uh, let's go ahead then and take our break. And when we come back, we will remind you all what we're going to be watching next week. Be right back. All right, everybody, that is it for our thoughts on The Forever Purge. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We really appreciate it. Next week, oh, actually, thank you, Isla Murphy and Fuge, for the bumper music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Nick, for the bumper music for The Purge as well. Um, no problem. <laughs> next week, guys, um, we are altering the schedule just a little bit. Um, By not having one. <laughs> we, oh, no, wait, uh, wait, that's the week after. Yeah, no, 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 we, uh, we have it set in stone. We're not going to keep throwing you off like we have been because I can't keep track of the calendar either. Um, next week, the schedule is going to be altered a little bit um, because I'm starting to pack for my move. So uh, we're only going to take a time out for, for one movie, and that movie is a trip to the theaters or $30 on Disney Plus if you want to pay that much to watch Black Widow. 
It's the literally f- cheaper to get AMC Plus and see it. Yeah, uh, we're finally. Oh my God, we this was supposed to come out in May of 2020, so now we're finally watching it. 14, no, 15 months later, May, June, July, 14 months later, <laughs> we're finally gonna watch Black Widow. It's our first Marvel movie in a very, very, very long time. This has been a long time oh, coming. Oh crap! I need to finish Loki. Oh, dude, three episodes in, and Loki is awesome sauce it's i've so... only seen three and i think i'm behind on last week's and this week's now oh no i four sorry yeah and guess what i'm watching when i wake up tomorrow <laughs> dude i i dude four episodes in i love loki it's so good um so much better than i thought it was gonna be but um but anyway black widow we're watching it uh we're watching it for next week that review will drop next tuesday um and i may be treating myself uh to it for my birthday um, are you gonna I'm, get the collectible popcorn tin uh if my girlfriend buys it for me as a birthday gift probably <laughs> she's she's not really a big superhero movie person but she said she'd go see it with me for my birthday so um that's what we're gonna do uh well from when we're taping this we're gonna do that this saturday for my birthday so <laughs> nice right, so, I, think, I mean that's I a think big me part and kelsey of are gonna go because she really wants to see it. I think we're either going to go Friday night or maybe tomorrow. I, I doubt. I doubt tomorrow. Right. Um. I, I might be a little crowded tomorrow, too. I don't know. I mean, there's going to be several options. There's no way there's not going to be, like, 10-plus screenings throughout the day during, uh, for it. So, uh, but yeah, listeners, that's what we're doing next week. Only Black Widow. Uh, we're only going to do one review because I'm packing for my move. And then the week after, and we'll remind you again and again, we will be off the week after that so we're going to be delaying space jam a new legacy for once we're back from the blackout once i'm all settled into my new studio uh so that's what we got going on in the next three weeks uh black widow we're going to be off and then space jam a new legacy and then we'll have a time machine but we'll announce that time machine when we get there so um <laughs> yeah no time pun intended uh nick how about you remind everybody where they can reach out to us on social media in the meantime Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema, Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide, and uh, Brownie underscore points, or no, wait, Brownie underscore points, you know the handles by now, uh, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema, gmail.com, <laughs> profile pictures, the show logo, the bowl of popcorn with a brownie in it for everything, uh, send us topics that discuss content to do, movies to review, in theaters or streaming, we're also on Letterboxd, uh, Dan is capital D, Brownie 49, I'm on there, um, and then send us uh reviews or whatever platform you listen to us on if they're on apple podcast i'll read them on air we don't have any new ones so i'm not gonna do that back to you <laughs> um all the hashtags we gotta get it. like a pre-recording of me saying that because i'm getting tired of vomiting out that exposition every time all of our social media handles are in the episode description as well um if you want to check it there so um <laughs> Listeners, uh, we will also continue to always be here in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all of their major podcasting platforms here and around the globe. All of our foreign foreign listeners out there, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. The year 2021 has been better than 2020 so far, but it will only get better if you wear your masks, uh, if the place you happen to be in tells you to, uh, wash your hands, open your ears and your hearts and give a damn about each other, and go ahead and get your vaccine we did a while ago. We feel great. We love being out in the world, and we want you to be there, too. And we want the world to get back to normal. So do your part. Trust the science. Don't do your own research. People have done the research for you. It's safe. Go ahead and get your vaccine. So uh, 
with that, that is what we got for you on this week's Back to Episodes. We'll be back next week with uh, Black Widow on Tuesday, and then we'll be in our blackout. So uh, we will catch you when we catch you next. Congrats, Pat. People can't um, purge their feelings another way. It's just, it's automatically purging your urge to kill people. Like, that's something that's yeah. bothered me in all of them. Like, where's where's the guy that purges by, like, double parking? Where's the guy that purges by robbing the Dairy Queen's I, uh, I, uh, Sunday machine? Like, where's, I don't know. Where's, it's... where's the guy that his purge is just, like, taking large government bribes? And, like, they're like, we need you to, <laughs> we need you to, like, get all these documents passed. And he's like, okay. This is going to be $5,000 document, and it just, like, racks up thousands of dollars.